What do you do when you have too many pickles in Alaska and not enough pancake syrup in New Jersey? On the next episode of Planet Money's Summer School, we send supply and demand to the rescue. It's the economics education you always wanted but never got around to. Every Wednesday, listen now to Planet Money from NPR. For NPR Music, this is Alt Latino Presidente in the house, Rene. That's up. Yes, that Residente, one half of the multi-Grammy award-winning group Calle 13, not to mention his own critically acclaimed solo work from the last couple of years. Rene Perez-Joglar, our Residente, welcome, bro. Thanks so much for doing this. No, thank you. It's great to do this. Well, the idea behind this week is that I asked Residente to come in and share some of the music that inspired him the most, some of his favorite protest music, given what's going on in the world and how people are taking to the streets. Uh, music is often a very big part of that, as we've seen in other shows here on Alt Latino. And Rene, to get us started, tell us a little bit about this song and who the artist is, and then we're going to find out more about the artist after we play the song. But give us the title and the artist. Okay, so this is Ismael Rivera, Satellite. He's a, he's a great artist from Puerto Rico, salsa singer, black, powerful. His voice was super powerful and he represents us as Puerto Ricans. So that's why I selected this song and it's, it's related to what's happening in, in the world in terms of racism. Ismael Rivera, Satellite. Mandaron 
That was Satellite from Ismael Rivera, and we're here with Rene Perezoglar, Residente. Rene, tell us a little bit more about the power of that song and why you chose it. Yeah, he was a singer and, you know, his voice was unique and his flow and the way he's, he sang songs and also the energy in, in his live performances. It was very unique and also it was very empowering, I think, that, you know, to have someone, a black artist in Puerto Rico at that time, so powerful and, and with, with a lot of social messages, you know. You have also writers like Tite Cure Alonso at that time writing with a lot of social messages too, that they were very powerful. And Ismael was one of the singers. And I think it's a it's an important song for any country in the world, the way he, he describes social issues. Before we move on to the next song, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on here in this country and all over the world, really, but specifically as it relates to race and this country's uncomfortable conversation or lack of conversation. We want to remind people that Afro-Latinos can be victims of this as well and not just African-Americans. It's all encompassing. And that just ha and that happens here in this country, but all over Latin America as well. No, 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 like the Afro-Latinos are victims of, of, of this and not only Afro-Latinos, Latin Americans are victims. The thing is that the rest of the world is not connected with our situations, you know, and in a way it's sad, but right now we have to use this energy that everyone is using to, to talk about racism and maybe there is a moment or a, a, in time that we can also talk about Latin American racism and against the indigenous people and against all of the immigrants because it's not happening. And there is something that is very curious about it is that the reason why you don't see Latin America too much engaged with what's happening, you know, because if you see the engagement, it's actually from countries that they've been big countries like Germany or France or countries that they've been super racist, you know, and we in Latin America are racist too, super racist. But in Latin America, they, they don't they don't feel that connected because they think that, no, but that's the U.S. and that's a, an imperialistic country. And, you know, like they don't see it the same way. And also, I think that they also feel disconnected because when things happen in Latin America, nobody says anything from the U.S. So it's kind of, it's not, I'm not talking about a competition. It's just that that's why people are not feeling completely engaged with Latin America. And we have to find a way to connect Latin America and the power that this continent has to, to make it part of, the, of this new revolution, you know, uh, that it's happening in the U.S. Like, I think that you have to find a way to make it happen. But it's very difficult, you know, as a Latino speaking in Spanish to try to, to get connected with that because yeah. Afro-Latinos living in the U.S., they're already connected, mo most of them, not everyone, but a lot of them. But in Latin America, I don't feel it. I feel that there is a connection, but you know that the U.S. killed half a million people in Latin America. So it's like for them that it doesn't matter if you're black or white, like they're, it's coming from the U.S. So they're soldiers, you know? So you have to see how you can unify and make this fight even bigger and stronger than ever, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a very good point, man. Let's move on to the next song that you brought in. Let's do the Rage Against the Machine. The Township Rebellion, yeah. So Rage is a group that I, that I always like. My brother Gabriel, who works with me, and I remember going to his room and listening to the, 
Rage Against the Machine music. I, I had the opportunity to meet Zach De La Rocha and also Tom Morello. I worked with both of them performing together one song, Calma Pueblo. And I think that Rage Against the Machine is a must for this time, energy-wise. You know, I don't, I, I don't think that music is going to make you do bad things or either good or bad, but I think that music can inspire. Music is powerful, and I think Rage Against the Machine is a perfect group to listen when when you want to have that extra energy to go and protest and you know and create a movement Stand on a silent platform, fight 
We're talking protest music with Rene Residente, who's joining us here on Alt Latino. I have a double question for you. What is the purpose of a good protest song? And then what makes a good protest song? What are the elements? It depends. First of all, I don't I don't call them protest songs. When I when I when I'm gonna write something, I don't I'm not thinking about protesting. I just using my rage and my energy and what I feel, what I feel in the moment. Like most of the time when I'm writing is because something happened, you know? Like when I, I, I wrote uh, Querido FBI, Dear FBI, I was mad. It was like at the moment. When I wrote the song Afilando Los Cuchillos, it was at that moment, you know, like right away. Like I, I, I don't think because in this type of song, you already have that analytic thinking, you know, you have it in your system, but there's no moment to to think when you have that rate, like it's, it's good to be spontaneous and to throw that energy out. Then you check it out if you want to edit something, but most of the time I don't edit anything. So being spontaneous and feeling that energy, I think that's the, the best advice that I can give you. You want to write, like if you want to write a protest song, I don't think it's going to be a, pro a good protest song. It's something that you can't say, oh, I want to write now the protest song. Like I have two dancing songs. I have one hip hop. I have a ballad. And now there is the protest song. No, because it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think it's better to, to feel it. You know, it's something that happens when something happens, you know, and you have to write it down right away. That's the best way to write a protest song. Before we go on with your list, uh, you did mention a song that, that that's not on your list, but I was going to uh, ask you to play it anyway. Uh, Afilando Los Cuchillos. Can we hear that real quick? Yeah, of course. Of course. It was very spontaneous. We had one day to make it happen. Benito was recording in, you know, I think in Spain at that time. I was recording in, at my place. Ileana, my sister, was recording in her place. It was very fast, but the idea was to be fast and, and right there, like with every punchline, like super real that, that people can get in, engaged also. The thing is that this happened, next day you have it, or in two days you have it. That, that, that's super important. It's like that energy of the people also that they wanna go and, and fight for, for, for your rights the same way that, 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 that they are going out 
to, to protest. That's the same way your song have to go out and that's the same way you have to be the whole day writing to get it right and to put it out next day. Okay, this is that track, Afilando Los Cuchillos. It features you, Residente, as well as Bad Bunny and your sister, Ile, performing a protest song that was part of the massive demonstrations against the Puerto Rican governor last summer that led to his ouster. This is Afilando Los Cuchillos. Estamos afilando las navajas, dale. Llegó el afilador de navajas. Truco. Ha llegado el afilador a su domicilio, a la puerta de su casa. Se afila el cuchillo, el afilador en su propio domicilio. Llegó la hora de un combo de miles en motora patrullando las 24 horas. Boricua de cora con el puño arriba a la conquista. No nos va a meter las cabras un pendejo de marista. Según este compadre, mi maíz junto con todas las mujeres son igual de putas que su madre. Tú no eres hijo del cañaveral, escoria. Tú eres hijo del cabrón más corrupto de la historia. Disculpen mis expresiones, pero al igual que Ricky, estoy liberando las tensiones. Le doy fuego a la fortaleza como se supone y al otro día voy a la iglesia para que me perdonen mejor no quieras probar de que estamos hechos aquí en el monte heredamos el mismo pecho tus disculpas se ahogan con el agua de la lluvia en las casas que todavía no tienen techo tú no heredaste pecho tú heredaste un patrimonio y a ti por la noche te persiguen los demonios la familia que mataste destruiste un matrimonio esto va por Lilian y su hijo Juan Antonio esto va para que despierte esto va por las 4.645 muertes la hipocresía del país en general, tirar piedra en Venezuela está bien, pero en Puerto Rico está mal, esto va para los artistas internacionales y las banderitas de Puerto Rico en las redes sociales ninguno de nosotros, los supuestos bandoleros, está acusado de fraude, robo lavado de dinero, con todo lo que han robado estos politiqueros pintamos las paredes del Caribe entero, y aunque esto no le caiga bien a la gente, para decírtelo en un chat, para eso lo digo de frente se tiran a los caseríos, a los puntos de droga, le rompen las casas y Por ellos nadie aboga, nosotros hacemos lo mismo sin delicadeza. Estos criminales le hacemos una redada en fortaleza. Si el pueblo entero quiere que te vayas cara dura y tú te quedas, entonces estamos en dictadura. Solo te apoya tu esposa, la exmodelo, la que piensa que 100 años de soledad la escribió Coelho. Y así son los pocos que te siguen brutos, pero tranqui, afilar navajas, toma un minuto. Somos el rugido de la bandera de Puerto Rico con todos sus tejidos, exigiendo tu renuncia para que nadie salga herido. Todo el mundo unido, no importa el color de tu partido. Esto salió temprano para que te lo desayunes. La furia es el único partido que nos une. Vamos cortante como los cuchillos, sacando chispas hasta llegar al filo. Hay que arrancar la maleza del plantío para que ninguno se aproveche de lo mío. El pueblo no aguanta más injusticia. Se cansó de tus mentiras y de que manipulen las noticias. Ey, ey, todos los combos, los caseríos, somos nuestra milicia. Ya no nos coges de pendejo. Eres un corrupto que de corrupto coges consejo. Arranca para el carajo y vete lejos. Y denle la bienvenida a la generación de yo no me dejo. Y quizás tú en tu grupo, como yo en el mío. Pero yo no tengo fondo público escondido. De la muerte de los puertorriqueños, yo no me río. PR está Cabronao, Ricky está jodido. Y te enteras todos los continentes. 
gente que Ricardo Rosselló es un incompetente homofóbico embustero delincuente. A ti nadie te quiere, ni tu propia gente. Vamos a prender en fuego a tu gabinete. Los títeres guardan las cortes y sacan los machetes. La cuna de la cría con el boricua nadie se mete. Todas las paredes dicen Ricky Vete. Ey. Y no es vandalismo, vandalismo. Es que nos tiremos nosotros mismos por defender a los que nos llevaron al abismo. Vandalismo es que siempre voten por lo mismo y se roben todos los chavos de educación mientras cierran escuela y los niños no tienen salón. Ey, es hora de sacar la rata, que se vaya Ricky, que se vaya el otro, que se vaya Tata. Y no se trata de hablar malo en las conversaciones, malo hablo yo en mi casa y en todas mis canciones. Se trata de que la has mentido el pueblo con cojones, de que escondiste la muerte con ti los vagones y te burlaste de nosotros con otros cabrones. E hiciste que el país entero son cojones, manipulación, corrupción, conspiraciones. Ricky renuncia y a tu mente te perdone. Yo no. Yo no. I want to talk a little bit now, Renee, about what's happening here. Uh, and we've touched on this already, but I want to get a little bit more specific. There seems to be a feeling of, yeah, basta, enough. And it goes back to a year ago, almost a year ago, over the summer in the protest against the Puerto Rican uh, governor. And now, in the midst of this pandemic, this massive outpouring of, of demonstration. Is that a sense? Is that Are you getting the same sense that something that started there and just sort of spontaneously picked up here in the United States? Is, and, and, I, and during your travels, are you feeling that in other countries as well? Yeah, like I, I think that what's happening have to happen and even more in the US. And I've been living there and I still live there. Like I'm now in Puerto Rico and I'm living here because I want to vote here. But I, I'm like back and forward in, in New York most of the time. And I, and I feel how it feels to be there, you know? And I think the states, they, the United States, they need change, like real change, not even Biden. You know, Biden is not going to, you know, it's the same. Like, it's like everything is the same. Hillary is the same for me. You needed real change. That's why I was, I thought that Bernie was the best, best candidate. And he was a start for real change. Uh, and we need real change in the world, too. Uh, in Puerto Rico, you're starting to feel that need of someone good like someone better like th that's why we kicked out uh, the governor a year ago you know because we were tired and it, and it was unanimous you know when you have a country of three million people and you have in the streets a million point five people protesting is that you have half of the country it's like having 200 million people protesting in the states you know it's like having half of the country out in the streets so Even though we're living crazy times, like we have to use these crazy times to try to make it better. And what's happening with the protests are great. And I think that the protests started out because of racism, but I think that the energy is even bigger than that, you know? 
it's also political, it's very social. It's like, it's something that, that, that is looking for a real change. Like I, I had the opportunity to, to speak with Eduardo Galeano back in the days in New York. Uh, and it reminds me about something that he showed me that he wrote and in, in a small notebook that he used to have, you can write like one phrase. And he told me, las ciudades resuelven el 90% de los problemas que ocasionan. O sea, cities solve 90% of the problem that they cause. They, they create the problems and then they create the, the help for that problem. But there is a 10% of that that you have to check how you're going to make it happen. Let's uh, move on to the next song uh, with that thought from El Maestro Galeano. Let's do Sean Cuti. Yeah, Sean Cuti is a fella Cuti's son. He's a great friend. He's a, he's a fighter. He's been a fighter for, for a long time and his music is very special. His message is very special. Uh, also social, super aware of what's happening. Like he's a very, he analyzes situations very well. Sean Cuti, that's why I select him and and he's a great guy, also a great guy to hang out. And uh, what is the name of this song? Black Times. Time don't come, my people. Now you ready to Society and expose the truth. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Up next, I want to talk about a song by Ruben Blades or Ruben Blathers. You guys have worked together before, and and for a lot of music fans, it's almost like you were taking on the torch or the baton from from him in terms of writing socially conscious music, because that is, a, for a lot of people, some of the strongest socially conscious music that come out of Latin music in our modern times. I'm not talking about Victor Jara from South America before. Tell us about the song you chose and what it means to you. And tell us a little bit about what it was like working with him and and where his music fits in your life. First of all, Ruben, for me, like he's been like a, a teacher, a professor since I'm a kid. You know, I grew up listening to his music more than anything else. And, you know, it's weird when we were kids, like we also had the, the, the pop culture and, you know, Michael Jackson and other music, but like we really grew up with his music and his social message was so strong and I got so connected that I never thought that I was gonna be a rapper or, or I was gonna be doing what I'm doing right now, but I knew that I wanted to help somehow because of his music, you know, his music inspired me to be a better person. And, and then I had the opportunity to meet him and to know him and now we're friends, so. You can imagine that for me, it's a, you know, it's a great honor. And, and he's such a creative guy, but also he's aware of things and he knows how to tell stories and he knows how to say things, you know, in a poetic way, but also in a way that everyone can understand it. And that's very important because it's very easy to be pretentious and poetic, but it's very difficult to be poetic, creative, and also accessible. I know that he has other songs, you know, like great songs. It's very difficult to choose one. Yeah. But the, the reason why I'm choosing not the the classic songs is because I think this song, the uh, Saucio is important, it's social. And also you should listen to Ruben Blades at least three days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> at least for lo menos. Sí. <laughs> this is Ruben Blades, the Saucio. La 
soga sigue partiendo por lo más fino De más está predicar que así es el destino Parece que no tener plata es un delito Que vale más la injusticia que la hay bendito Los pobres querían un sitio en donde vivir Y comenzar desde ahí su recuperación y era ilegal pero sin dinero no hubo otra solución su desahucio todo el mundo lo comentó justicia que en asesina se convirtió tronchando la vida humilde de una mujer la ley aplicada mal deja de ser ley no fueron sentimiento luciendo uniformes de orden y proceso llegó un pelotón de fusilamiento la sangre inocente nos cubrió de duelo los gritos de muerte despertaron a un pueblo cuerpo acribillado que lecciones cierras para el pobre el cielo para el rico la tierra Cuerpo acribillado, ¿qué lección encierras? Para el pobre el cielo, para el rico la tierra.
And we're talking to Rene Residente from his home in Puerto Rico, and we're talking about protest music. So we're going to wrap it up with one of your songs. Um, tell us a little bit about this this song, because it was from an, your Residente album, which was a very, very powerful statement about identity, in which you traveled around the world to places where you had uh, connections through your DNA test and made music with musicians around the world. Tell us a little bit about this song. I, I think like this song, La Sombra, it's from Residente's album. It's my first album, you know, without being Calle 13. And it's my favorite, it's one of my favorite albums. I, I, I have to say it because it, it, it's because it's the most underdog of the albums, you know? It's an album that, that I dedicated two years of my life to make it happen. And I was able to also travel around the world to make music. And it, it wasn't a trip like a safari trip for vacation or something like it was like for me it was hard to travel in, in to certain places also that it wasn't comfort but what at the end of the day music was a relief for me and it was so so great to make music with so many musicians around the world so when i did this song i did it in burkina faso and i and i did it with bombino bombino is another great singer from niger and the guy who's singing with me in the song and we met in Burkina because I was traveling from Accra, Ghana, all the way up north to a middle point between Niger and Burkina because also they, it was kind of rough times in, you know, in the, at the borders and they were like Al-Qaeda and other groups. In that area, it was kind of rough and we didn't have security or anything. I was like just with two more friends, you know no guns nor anything you know we didn't have protection so so i traveled there and i met him the cool thing about this also is that i didn't have any idea of what i was going to talk about in the song and it was so easy to just look through the window and you have the lyrics you have everything there like everything that's it's surrounding you those are the words that you needed to use and la sombra i remember that we got there at night and it was everything super dark not too much lighting on the streets and some of the streets were illuminated by like trash cans with fire you know so and i was able to sometimes see like one person i i, I saw a lot of shadows and also it was kind of dark you know the situation and then i thought that the sombra like the shadows has a very bad connotation and they do a lot and i used that as a metaphor of what I was seeing and living there. And yeah, I wrote this song and I think it's one of my favorite songs for, from the album. And Bombino's bass and uh, voice and guitar is amazing. Rene Perez Oglar, Residente, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you. You've been here on Alt Latino a handful of times and you're always welcome back, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks. This is La Sombra from uh, the album Residente. 
And before we go, thanks again to Rene Perez Hoglar for sharing his playlist with us. You can see this playlist on our website at npr.org slash altlatino. You have been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. As always, please be careful out there, folks. No se ve a primera vista, no necesita ser protagonista, te da lo que la luz no te revela, lo que no tiene sombra, parece que vuela, no se le suben los humos a la cabeza, porque aunque sea gigante no pesa, sobresale sin ser luminosa, le da volumen a la cosa, te cuenta que la belleza es fea, es lo que la luz no quiere que vea, no le teme al sol ni a su sistema, porque con el fuego no se quema, se olvidan rápido de ella porque aunque camine firme no deja huellas Hablan del universo pero nadie la nombra Entre el huevo y la gallina primero fue la sombra Donde pega más el sol Somos las sombras que no tienen cara Somos las sombras que no tienen nombre Somos todo lo que la luz no te cuenta Somos todo lo que la luz esconde 